Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 8th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball once again. Fantastic seeing everybody this weekend. And also, Adam Kaufman, met you on the street. You're awesome, man. Thank you so much for saying hi. Uh, that was a really cool moment, and I just it was just a great baseball weekend. Thank you for for uh, for hanging out. Uh, we had Graham Ashcraft not having a fantastic weekend for you. 1.2 innings, 8 earned runs against the White Sox. Not the biggest surprise because we kind of knew, right, this guy isn't missing a lot of bats with his stuff, doesn't have the best command. This was, he opened the door for this is what I'm trying to say. But he should be better moving forward. This is not what he is now forever. Cal Quantrill, seven innings, zero runs, one hit, three walks, four Ks. Honestly, sinkers way inside of right-handers. I dig um, a lot of outs in this way. Um but yeah, he's a Toby at best and gets Angels next time. I'm not interested. Yusei Kikuchi survived against the Pitzer Pirates despite not really having his good stuff. The sliders were not where they were supposed to be. Just six whiffs and 22% CSW, but zero runs and 6.1 innings. Yeah, he got away with this one in my view. He goes against Atlanta next. Bryce Miller, man, he, whew, the amount of dollars spent on Bryce Miller in fab yesterday. I, I was thinking, you know what? I got to go over 300 to get him. He went for 320 or something in my TGFBI, missed out on him. He went for over 400 in my Tout Wars, missed out on him, right? So he dominated, though, against the Astro six innings, zero runs, two hits, one walk, five Ks. The thing is, zero out of 25 whiffs on the secondary stuff, which you can look at it in two ways. One, you can be the pessimist and say, well, he doesn't have good enough secondary things and or offerings. And when the fastball isn't really getting strikes as he threw 71% of them in this one, then he doesn't have much to turn to. On the other side of it, you can say, well, the fastball I believe in so much that he's just going to get better when the secondaries develop. Look at it either way you want. I'm going to go actually with the latter because I believe in this fastball being good far more often than it being bad. Sure, he has that floor of when the fastball is not there, but Bryce Miller, I think, just gets better in Seattle, and it's a really good situation for him. The Mariners need him as they are a competitive team. They have not had the most successful start to the year, and they're going to lean on Bryce Miller with Robbie Ray out for the season. Joe Musgrove against the Dodgers, five innings, zero runs, two hits, three walks, and five Ks, 10 whiffs, 26% CSW, 81 pitches against the Dodgers. Not the best start for him, but we're glad that we saw something that was very productive across the board. That's good. Uh, he gets the Dodgers again, and I hope he does better, but he's not going to get the aces going to ace tab until we have that like really good start that we say, oh yeah, there's Joe Musgrove. That's that's the guy we want. Uh, the Rays did a bullpen game, and Josh Fleming followed, and it was dumb. Six and, 600 runs in five innings, so don't ever do that. Um, like Yanni Chirinos, you should never do Yanni Chirinos. It's not going to be immaculate. Uh, immaculate innings when he pitches. It's just too risky. It's not worth your time. Hayden Wisniewski against the Marlins. Six innings, one and run, five hits, zero walks, six Ks. 
10 whiffs, 27% CSW against the Marlins. He was a stream pick of the day. It worked out. The sweeper earned 36% CSW as a four-seamer and sinker helped a ton. You love to see it. However, Wasneski's breaker just earned three whiffs and 25 thrown. I'm not really thrilled about that. I feel like this is a little of blaming on the Marlins, and I'm not going to jump over everything to get Wisniewski. I'm just waiting for that game of like, oh yeah, here's 10 slider whiffs and his fastball and curveball great. I'm like, okay, then I'll get hyped about Wisniewski. Not the best schedule moving forward. Tyma Walker did really well against the Red Sox. This is wild to me. He went 54% splitters. I don't trust that. You guys know how I feel about splitters. They're the most inconsistent pitch in baseball start to start. And now he gets cores. It's just, don't do this. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough against Oakland got a win and showed the Oakland starters, hey, this is what a win looks like. Yeah, he got two strikeouts against the Athletics. Like, okay, Ryan Yarbrough, I'm glad you had your birthday party. Let's move on. Only 66 pitches thrown. Uh, 5.2 innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, two Ks for Yarbrough. Uh, Bryce Elder did well against the Orioles. 5.1 innings, one earned run, four hits, four walks, four Ks, a bit of a dusty donut there with that terrible whip. Do not get you the win. I don't really feel like you need to hold on to Bryce Elder as he gets the Rangers and Dodgers next. Like, that's an obvious sit against the Rangers. They're the best team in baseball, I think, against right-handers. And even that's without Corey Seager, which is shocking. And the Dodgers after that, I just, I don't think that this guy with an 89-mile-per-hour fastball and going sliders, fastballs like that are, is that exceptional. Do I recognize that Elder's a Toby? Absolutely. And if you feel like it's a very, very shallow or uh, thin is the word I'm looking for, waiver wire, sure, hold on to Elder, pass in, and bench him, but... I feel like in your general 12-teamers, there has to be something else to chase. Steven Matz finally had that good start that we knew was going to happen, right, y'all? It wasn't Libertor. Libertor didn't do so well on Saturday in his start. Steven Matz made his start on Sunday against Detroit. 5.1 innings, one run, five at zero walks, two Ks. And yeah, this is not really like a great outing for Matz as far as skills go. And uh, he doesn't have a good matchup going forward, and we won't leave retort. <laughs> but hey, Steven Matz had this nice one. That's cool. Tyler Wells against Atlanta opposite Bryce Elder. Matched him for five innings, one to run, three hits, one walk, and four Ks. That's nice. He's a Toby. And I think we're okay with the Pirates next, because the Pirates are slowing down a little bit, as we expected them to. He's a Toby like Bryce Elder. Sandy Alcantara looked like an ace. Uh, it's wonderful to see it. 8.1 innings, two earned runs, nine hits, zero walks, and nine Ks. You think nine hits? Nick? Come on. Across 8.1 innings, you're fine with that. 15 whiffs, 25% CSW, across 113 pitches. That's a gallows pole. It was a thin night for stellar pitching. Uh, 15 whiffs, I believe a 34% CSW. We'll talk about that later. We've got the King Cole. But yeah, this was actually high heaters with low changeups, which is kind of cool. Those four seamers weren't whiff friendly, but got lots of outs on those. And uh, you love to see this. He hosts the Reds next, and then he faces the Giants. Good stuff there. Mason Miller went against the Royals. Wasn't as explosive as I wanted it to be. Six innings, two runs, five hits, one walk, five Ks. Nine whiffs, 22% CSW. And we're going to talk about Mason Miller and all these other guys after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 
Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So Mason Miller against the Royals, just a 22% CSW is not really that great. Cutter, though, went 71% strikes, and I love that. I, I I think that Mason Miller has such a good fastball, 98 here. And as long as he gets strikes with one of the two, that is the side and the cutter, he's going to be fine, if not excellent. He does get the Rangers next. And that's going to be a questionable start for me, which I don't love. But if his slider is good enough to get whiffs, I mean, I, I'm still thinking about that Teoscar Hernandez at bat in the seventh inning, the last at bat he had, uh, or played appearance Mason Miller had in that seven inning start against the Mariners. It's beautiful, three straight, perfect sliders. If he can do that against the Rangers, I think this can be a very good outing. But questionable start for Mason Miller there. Joe Ryan against the Guardians doesn't have his aces going to ace tag. Why? Because with six innings, two runs, eight hits, zero walks, four Ks. His secondaries returned four out of 36 CSW. Oh boy. That's like a 16% mark. <laughs> Not good. Um... It's interesting. I think Joe Ryan might be throwing a different slider or sweeper. Is Maybe he has two distinct ones. I don't know. Savant called it one, but it went three ticks softer, a lot more vertical break, lost horizontal break, right? One out of 12 CSW on that. So maybe go back to the other one. I don't know. Joe Ryan's still very good. Odd start. And, and I'm a little disappointing. I'm a little disappointing. I'm disappointed that Joe Ryan isn't developing that secondary... Uh, arsenal better as he has such a good foundation with that four receiver uh julio urias was throwing 94 95 instead of 92.5 which is great but he got singled out a bit nine base runners eight hits um 5.2 innings 200 runs three k's against the padres whatever he'll be fine ryan nelson did well against the nationals for five and runs and sorry five innings and 200 runs but seven hits one walk three k's he hasn't really gone the secondaries Working, but it did jump up to the fastball did jump up to 95 96, which is great. That's like two ticks higher than what it has been all year. So, once we do see the secondaries that is the curveball and the cutter and the, the slider actually do the things that I saw last year in the fall, then that would mean we'd get really excited about it. But you just get the Giants and the Athletics, and that could work out for you right now in the short term. Adrian Hauser. And that was not Ryan Nelson. This is Adrian Hauser now against the Giants. I don't really care. Same with Brandon Bilak and Alex Fayedo. I do not care. Joey Lucchese against the Rocky, Rockies. Rocky Rogue could not do well. You don't care. Tanner Houck against the Phillies. There are some interesting things here. 73% strikes with the slider. 5.2 innings, 3 and runs, 5 hits. Will walk 4 Ks against the Phillies. But Tanner Houck, I think, isn't really doing enough. The new cutter may be something, but I'm not leaning in on this. Michael Kopech allowed four home runs and threw 94 mile per hour heaters, not 96, 97. Only had three whiffs on his breaking balls. Yeah, no thank you. Do not focus on Kopech. 
Ryan Feltner, after allowing 200 runs in the past three games combined, allowed four in 3.1 innings against the Mets. We move on. Ross Stripling against the Brewers. Five innings, five earned runs, seven hits, two walks, three Ks. He got to be better than that. He's a frozen banana. Garrett Cole had a very disappointing start of five innings, five earned runs, eight hits, two walks, six Ks. As of course, the slider is still not there. But yeah, he's much better than this. This was against the Rays, the best offense out there. Like, don't worry about this. He's still SP number one today on the list. And by the way, you should be on Twitch later today as I do. That'll be about 1.30 p.m. to about 5 is my guess of how long I'm going to be streaming. Just go to the homepage in the mid-afternoon and you'll see the Twitch stream there. You can also go to twitch.tv slash pitchlist. I'm here all the time just to answer your fantasy baseball questions. Ronzi Contreras against the Jayzo. Five innings, five earned runs, nine hits, three walks, four Ks. Got the King Cole at 33% CSW. I don't like this because you know what the story is. It's sliders and that are good and then fastballs that are bad. There was a curveball that went 10 for 18 CSW in this one. That is a shock. And it's... I don't think he's all of a sudden going to do the Oviedo of sliders and curveballs super high and then like 25% fastballs. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. So sorry, Rowanza Gutierrez. I'm not in on this, especially with the Jays and Orioles next. Trevor Williams didn't do well. More at 11. Martin Perez didn't do well against the Angels. I honestly think his command was fine. It just kind of happens when you don't have the greatest stuff ever. 3.2 innings, 7 runs, 8 hits, 3 walks, 2 Ks. So it goes. He gets the Athletics next. That's fine. And Jose Suarez didn't do well against Texas. Of course he didn't. Guardians and Twins are next. I don't really know if I really want to chase that with Suarez, but he did still have a good changeup here. So maybe that does work as a changeup slider. Is a very nice uh, pairing for him in the secondaries for Jose Suarez, but it's too risky in most leagues. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We have Shane McClanahan, Dylan Cease, Zach Gallen, Nestor Cortez, Tanner Bybee, Freddie Peralta, and Marcus Stroman all in that top tier. In the probable start tier, you have Mitch Keller, Anthony Escafani, Logan Gilbert, Hunter Brown, J.P. Sears, and Tony Gonsolin as probable starts. Keller and Escafani get some really nice matchups. J.P. Sears is a nice matchup against the Yankees before Judge returns tomorrow. Hunter Brown is a, has a tough one against the Angels. I still go after it, even though it was a struggle last time. Same with Logan Gilbert against the Rangers. I know it's the Rangers are terrifying, but I think you still do it. Tony Gonsolin should be on a better pitch count. Against the Brewers, I feel like it's a relatively safe one, as we hope that Gonsolin figures himself out. Questionable start tier, John Gray and Patrick Sandoval are both kind of uh, against the Mariners and Astros and Miles Michaelis against the Cubs. I don't really want to do any of these. In the do not start tier, um, it is Joey Wentz, uh, Braxton Garrett, Zach Granke, Kyle Freeland, Kyle Gibson, and Jake Irvin. Uh, Jake Irvin maybe can make it happen against the Giants. Kyle Gibson against the Rays and Kyle Freeland maybe against the Pirates. Like all these guys have an opportunity to do it, but I don't want to do any of them. And Jake Irvin is just very, very basic and boring and there's just not a ceiling really to chase there. Granke could do it against the White Sox. Braxton Garrett, I know he just ran loud, what, 11 earned runs, but that's not going to happen again. And then tomorrow's starters, you have Shohei Otani, Max Scherzer, Shane Bieber, Logan Webb, Framber Valdez, Aaron Nola, Jesus Lazardo, Luis, Luis, Lucas Giolito, and George Kirby, all in that top tier. A lot of these are pretty obvious. Aaron Nola might get some pushback up against the Jays, but I think it looked a lot better with the curveball last time. I think you just have to do it against the Jays. And George Kirby against the Rangers is really the most contentious one. Giolito gets the Royals, and Luzardo gets the Diamondbacks. And Kirby, I think he's just, he's, you gotta do it if you have him. I know the matchup is, is an important thing here, but I feel like George Kirby is good enough to survive. Um, probable start here. If you want to push Kirby into that, that's fine. 
uh, Charlie Morton and Zach Alpha Eflin, though, are, I think, ticks down from this as they go against the Red Sox and Orioles, respectively. And then you have Brandon Fought as a stream pick of the day as a probable start against Miami. I know it was the Rangers before and he didn't have a good debut, but he's better than that. And it was the Rangers and this is Miami. Like, this should be worth your time. Questionable starts here. Alec Manoa and Andrew Heaney is really hard to trust right now. Clark Schmidt goes against Oakland, but where are you going to get? Louis Varland against the Padres. I think he's better than what he was last time, but it's the Padres. You don't really want to chase it. Jack Flaherty, where are you going to get against the Cubs? I don't know. Michael Wacom, maybe that command is good enough against the Twins, and they've been struggling. Noah Syndergaard against the Brewers, but it's Noah Syndergaard. Jameson Tyone, I don't know how many pitches he's going to go. He only threw about 45 or so, 40 to 45. His last start is a still ill, but I imagine it's not going to be like ramping up of just 10 pitches each time. I feel like they're going to shoot him up a lot more. So he's still in this questionable start tier, but there's a temptation to lower him into do not start um, as he goes against the Cardinals. And Michael Lorenzen, maybe he makes that work against the Guardians. In the do not start tier, uh, Jordan Lyles against the White Sox. Uh, okay, maybe. I mean, I honestly could put Michael Lorenzen like underneath Jordan Lyles. I might do that actually after this ends. Um, but I mean, all of them are just like, okay, maybe this does work. Maybe like Nick Pavetta has his good slider that he just introduced against Atlanta and Grayson Rodriguez figures everything out, but it's the Rays and Eric Lauer against the Dodgers. If you really want to, Luis Ortiz could come up this year for, uh, for make, to make his season debut against the, uh, Rocky road for the pirates, but he would be on three days rest. So I don't really trust that he's going to throw enough pitches and it just doesn't, add up to a start you want to do. Patrick Corbin, Connor Seabold, Luke Weaver, and Drew Asinski close that out. Not starts I want to make. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. It really does do a lot for us, so please consider doing that if you haven't yet. Just even a rating, not even leaving a review, does so much for the Plus Pitch Podcast, not the Pitchless Fantasy Baseball feed, but the actual individualized plus pitch podcast feed on apple itunes please considering do consider doing that if you haven't already as i stumble through this entire podcast but we made it to the end so my name is nick pollock and may your babips below and your strikeouts high